We're going to go ahead and just introduce ourselves and it's going to come back to me. We're going to share a little bit about some stuff that worked and didn't work. And we'll go from there. But my name is Rich Romero. My beautiful wife is back there, Tina. She's pregnant. Baby number two on the way. We, uh, we planted Generation Church in Miami, Florida on January 21st, 2018. So we're a little over a year in now. And so God's hand has been over it. And I'm going to kind of speak on what are the things I've been taking place. So Pastor Lee. Awesome. awesome. My name is Lee Domang from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, really, I'm from Louisiana. That was real hard for me to say, Birmingham, Alabama, but I'm here at Church of the Highlands and have the honor of serving as legacy pastor. Um, spent 30 years in business, building several businesses, and um, just have a real heart for seeing the business world and the church come together, pastors and business people coming together to advance the kingdom. I think it's a critical piece, um, and uh, we'll get into some of those details, but uh, been married 30 years to my wife, Laura, we got five children because she likes feeling my biceps. Come on, somebody. And then, uh, uh-huh, come on. Yeah. We'll talk about that, too. We'll have a little marriage session later. But uh, just excited to be here. Uh, thank you for what you're doing, jumping out, taking a risk. Um, and uh, God's going to show up in a big way. So I love the fact when people can uh, just have a teachable spirit. So come in with an open mind, open heart, um, and take good notes. Amen? Uh, my name is Jordan Smucker. My wife and I, Courtney, launched Ethos Church in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, the greatest, the town with the greatest sports team of all time. So, and uh, we were ARC launch number 795, and uh, we, we love the ARC, and um, and so we're just honored, honestly, to be a part of it because for us, this is where it all started as well. So four years ago, five years ago, rather, when we came to our first art conference, that's when we literally looked around. We we're like, this is, this is our tribe. This is our family. And so for us, it's kind of coming full circle now and get to be in a room full of uh, future church planners is a lot of fun. All right. I'm, my name is Dustin McLean, and uh, I am from Murray, Kentucky. Go Racers. All right. And uh, yeah, we John just, Morant. y'all, nobody knows Murray, John Kentucky. Morant. John Morant, you know what's up, right? Um, so yes, we are, we are, uh, we, my lovely wife is right there. Everybody say hi, Allie. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's awesome. We've been married uh, almost seven years, and we got two little babies, one that is five and one that is uh, 17 months, Conley and Brex. And so, uh, yeah, we just planted 11 weeks ago. So we're just infant babies. Uh, and so can't wait to share just, you know, what God has, has taught us. And we're right. We're just a few few short weeks ahead of you guys. So uh, just thankful to be in a room with a, a bunch of incredible uh, life-giving, life-changing people that are, that are here like you guys. So we love you guys. So good. So the best advice that I can give you is do every single thing that Pastor Lee says to do. That's the best advice I can tell you to do. But um, uh, my wife and I, we, we, we launched on January 21st in Miami. And um, our story is, uh, is interesting. You know, we, I never fundraised a dollar in my life. Um, and uh, we, we were able to fundraise a little bit over $200,000. And, uh, and, and we had a, a significant launch. But it was pretty much everything that ARC was teaching us and coaching us and training us. We just literally ran the play. We ran the play. We said, okay, this works. And so we're going to adopt it. We're going to make it our own. And we're going to run this thing in our city. Um, but I will say this, uh, if it's God's dream and if it's God's church, he's going to fund it. I will say that he's going to fund that dream. However, it's going to require everything that you have to make that thing go. Okay. So we can't just sit back and say, well, I'm just going to let faith do it. 
and I'm going to let Facebook run my ads and hopefully people give, right? You have to be able to put that faith to work. You have to, you have to be able to put your feet on the ground and try new things and take risks. Come on, right? Go through uncharted territory and waters and see what happens. One of the biggest things that I learned here was that your network is your net worth. And so I had to say, okay, who's in my circle? Who's in my sphere? Who's not in my sphere? How can I reach them? And so take that. Uh, one of the things that, you know, for us, we came to our intensive uh, in 2017. And I remember we had just refi- refinanced our home in Miami. And we said, hey, you know what? We're going to take this money and we're just going to, you know, kind of just do a side business and just kind of just try to get that done because we're going to be church planners. I'm leaving staff. Like it was just a lot of uncertainty. And so I came here and Chris Hodges, Pastor, Pastor Chris came and he spoke a message and he just kind of shared his story of when he started and all that he had to do. And he pretty much said, I'm going to risk it all and I'm not going to leave any stone unturned. And so that really shook me to the core. And I said, God, I have all this money saved or not all this money, but this money saved for me it was significant. <laughs> it's not like, you know, it was, it was $50,000. I had saved in the bank account. I said, God, at that time I was going to sow 10,000. Just my wife and I were going to sow 10,000. That's going to get us started. And I told the Lord, before I get back on, on this airplane and go back home to Miami, like, give me a sign. And I've never talked to God this way, but I said, give me a sign. If Mufasa is vo- the way you speak, speak to me. I'm listening, right? This is the moment because if I leave Birmingham and you haven't spoken to me, I got to sow this money, then I'm just going to go with the 10000 that I wanted to give. And so surely enough, I'm getting on that Uber right before we got onto that airport. And I see this big warehouse space and it's a warehouse space, but it was a big sign. It said 50000 available. And I looked at Tina when we got on that airplane, I said, God telling us to sow every single dime that we have into generation. And I'm thinking like, she's like, absolutely not. That's a bad pizza you ate. That's not God. And she says, absolutely. You know, we're going to do this. And so we sold everything we had. And the reason I'm saying this is because you can't ask people to do something you're not willing to do. You can't ask somebody, hey, invest in my vision when you're not going all in. And so fundraising is overwhelming. Fundraising can be scary. Fundraising can bring a lot of fear, but fundraising is part of our responsibility. It's not anybody else, it's ours. And so we're the best recruiters. We're the best people uh, that can cast our vision and our dream, right? So who's, who's better for that job than we are, that role than we are? So we have to invest in ourselves, invest in the dream yourself, and then don't ask people to do something you're not willing to do. So we did that. Um, and then part of investing in yourself is, for us, one of our core values is we move in excellence, right? Everything we do should be in excellence. So for us, it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet with these business leaders. I'm going to meet, meet with these generals in our city, pioneers, startup companies, right? They want to see something of excellence, right? They want to see that there is branding and there is a future and this thing is moving, that this thing is alive. And so we, we branded it very well. We, we took photo shoots of the people that we had. We made it look like it was alive, no stock photos anywhere. And we said, hey, this thing is moving with you or without you, but with you to be better and be a part of this story instead of helping to say, hey, can you get this off the ground? And so we did that. We created these beautiful launch playbooks that we called and these gift boxes and merchandise and all types of stuff and just sent them all to every business leader we knew, every church we knew, every friend we knew. And we say, will you support this vision? And that's how it came. And then after that, you know, it was a lot of follow-up. It was sponsor letters. It was handwritten notes, right? Hey, you know, pull, pull on the heartstrings. Hey, you got kids. This is, the, this is a church that exists for the kids. And, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's also too what helped us, I think, above every practical handle that I can give you today, it's understanding your why. Because when you understand your why, people who have similar why, right, is going to come to say, hey, I want to be a part of this. So my wife and I, when when we decided to plant this church, we knew exactly the target we were reaching. And so we said, we're going to build a church for families. We're both Hispanic. We both come from broken homes, 
right? Her family's divorced. Mine is divorced. I lost my dad to addiction in 2016. She, her dad's been struggling with addiction his whole life. And so we said, this, this church is going to be called Generation Church because it's bigger than us. And so it's not just about us, but about, it's about our kids and their kids after that. And so our entire approach was to be able to reach that businessman or that person that we we're sitting down with and say, hey, we're going to reach broken homes. We're going to reach blended families. And this is how we're going to do it. And here's why. Will you be a part of this story? So I think you can have the best business practices, but if the why is not in front of it, nothing's going to work, right? So my encouragement here as part of our story, we were able to raise this money. Number one, we invested in ourselves. We invested in the dream, put something down that can really bring value to the vision that people can say, man, this is great already. I want to be a part of it, right? And then know your why. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, as you're, when you're talking about excellence, and excellence is the, really the greatest witness of the 21st century church. Because excellence is what's attractive. It's infectious. Go to Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's. You're going to feel like you're in a fist fight at the drive-thru through Popeye's. And Chick-fil-A, they're going to make you feel like a king. And they're kicking Popeye's rear with one less day. Think about that. So it's not overworking. It's being smart. And so whatever you prepare, most, most of the launches and a lot of times people, they'll, they'll go out and they'll build all these aspects and they'll take all of the secret sauce that they see other people doing. But you've got to understand and get the spirit of this that you're only going to achieve half of your destiny in what God's called you to do if you don't engage the business people who are the other half of your destiny. You see, the destiny of a pastor and the destiny of a biz Christian business person is intertwined. And you've heard me say this, that a pastor sets the vision, but the business person sets the speed of it. And so business people are looking for return on investment. They're looking for someone to bet on. They're looking at the leader. And, and let, me, let me say one thing that I want to make sure all of you get. You are some of the greatest entrepreneurs in the history of the world. You don't see yourself as that, but you are an entrepreneur taking amazing risk that you're basically going into a city you know no one, have no influence, that are, but you got a dream in your heart and you're believing God's going to show up where well, you got to have other people. But even Jesus had actually some ladies that funded the ministry. That's a whole nother message, but even had some ladies that were traveled with him funding the ministry, Right. And so when God wants to bless you, he brings a person into your life. But what you've got to do in order to keep that person in your life is actually be who God's called you to be, not who Chris Hodges is, not who Robert Morris is, not who Stephen Furtick is, but be who God's created you to be. That's why I love this, this young man who's saying, you know, look, this is, he was defining what God's given them as the lane to run in. So what's your lane you're supposed to run in? And when you find that, what's the need you're gonna solve in the community? Besides bringing people to Jesus, what's gonna be the need that you're gonna separate yourself from a lot of other people? I remember at Healing Place Church, we basically did two things in the beginning days. We moved people. That's hard work. Moving like, you know, your friend calls you to move. You're like, I don't want to move. I'm not going to move. You man, you need to go get two brothers in a truck, right? I don't want to help you. I mean, real friends help you move. Well, we move people and we passed out water. 
Because those were two things that a lot of people didn't want to mess with. And then God brought different people. I remember Pastor Dino telling a story, and this is super important in the beginning days. There was a couple, a guy had played in the NFL 16 years. Nobody wanted to marry him and his girlfriend because they didn't go through all the denominational stuff. Check, 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 check. Dino's like, I'll marry you. I'll marry you. Let's have counseling. You love each other? Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. You believe? Okay. Yep. All right. You're good. And he married him. This guy ends up now being in the Hall of Fame and was pivotal and key in funding the vision of the church. But it started back when, when they met a need that nobody else was going to meet. And so it's real important that whatever you do to get a relationship, you got to keep doing to keep it. So start off healthy. Don't overpromise. Don't say, don't, don't, don't be all hat, no cattle. Right? Be, be in a situation where you're saying, okay, this is the lane, God, that you've called me to, to run in, but develop that relationship with that person in getting to know that individual. They've got capacity to give. Their influencers are what you said, generals in the community, but that general is looking at you going, okay, do they have the ability to get it done? If I give them the money, do they know actually what to do with it? right? Because the money's not the key. A lot of people say, well, I got to have all this money for this huge launch. I've seen some people get in a lot of trouble with money, too much money. So then what they do is they're no longer excellent, they're extravagant. Okay? Extravagance will get you to bankruptcy, right? You're going to put Jesus all up in it. Well, Lord, you need to show up. No, no, no. I didn't tell you to be extravagant. I want you to be excellent. Excellence is how well you solve a need. And then you keep doing that, keep doing that. And then you have a reporting functionality that basically is speaking in a language that that business person's going to resonate with. So for example, pastors speak one language. You, you speak one language. In the next room is business people. They're all speaking in Russian. <laughs> it's different language, different dialect. The problem is you're never going to know it because they're never going to tell you they don't understand. So we think when people are kind of connected, well, I guess they kind of like what we're doing and they're kind of showing up. No, 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 no. Take it on yourself to take the initiative to create reporting functionality, not only a business plan. How many of you have created a business plan for your launch right now? Raise your hand. Okay, so we got four or five people. You need to create a plan and you need to go look and source four to five other people, not pastors, business people. We created the Ark Tank. Any of you ever heard of the Ark Tank? Okay, it's the Shark Tank without the S because we're a church, right? So we took to make it more appealing. We're like, okay, we're going to call it the Ark Tank. Well, it's business people who are vetting the pitch of the pastor. Why? That's the audience. So make sure. So what's the point, Lee? Do you know your audience? Do you know the person that you're actually going to meet? Are you doing the due diligence on the front end? What resonates with them? Not so you can be a chameleon, but that you show you can know when you're doing your homework. Nothing impresses me more. And you've given millions of dollars to churches and to the kingdom and ministries and all of that. But nothing, nothing's more attractive than someone who's prepared, who's done their front end work. They just aren't prayed up. They're prepared up. Because, you, you know, you heard, you heard Pastor Chris, I don't know if you heard, heard there's a giving filter. But the giving filter is you've got to be able to look at this. You got, are they, do they have character and competence? Because you can have one and not the other. A lot, of, a lot of great guys have great character, but they're incompetent. A lot of great competent people don't have the character, right? If you're having surgery, 
You don't care about the character. You want the doctor being competent and he can cuss all he wants, right? And so you got to have both though character and competence. Then, then the next question is, are you communicating in a way that shows them the return on investment? Are you quantifying the metrics of impact that you're planning on doing? Because the metrics of the wins, this is important, the metrics of the wins of what you're projecting you're going to do, because you hadn't done it yet. So you're projecting you're going to do this. But the metrics of those wins justify your vision. The metrics of historical wins justifies more new vision. So for example, we don't talk about another campus that we need to expand to unless the first campus we have is actually producing an ROI that justifies more of those type campuses. Does that make sense? And so it's kind of like, it's kind of like what Matthew 25, 12, I think it's like he who has little, if you do good with it, basically you'll get much, much more. It's that same type of principle. So start out with where you're at, but make sure you communicate that vision with the kingdom impact side of it and report back to them. So when you meet with someone and you're asking them to pray about partnering with you, I don't care how the meeting goes, you need to have three pitches. You need to have a short pitch, a medium pitch, and a long pitch. That's dictated on that person's body language and you asking permission to go longer. So for example, I'm in a meeting, let's say um, I've got, uh, I'm, I'm meeting with, uh, with Pastor Woodward right here. I'm saying, okay, you and I are meeting and I'm the business guy and he's talking to me about, about planning a church and I'm, I'm kind of excited, but I keep looking at my watch and I, I've got meetings, I got responsibilities. And then he's saying, you know, look, I'm going to adjust my pitch in his mind. I'm going to adjust my pitch because I, I feel this guy's got to go. I'm not reacting, but I'm adjusting it. And then I say, hey, Lee, I know you have a busy schedule, but do you have, a, you have five or 10 more minutes? Are we good on time? And then if he says, oh, yeah, yeah, we're good. Keep going. Then I'm going to adjust and I'm going to go a little bit deeper in my pitch. But I'm honoring that person's time and I'm going to follow up right after that with whatever was missing. And if there's any information or hot buttons that they're passionate about, I'm going to basically communicate that back to them. Does that make sense? And I know I may have been going too long, but um, I want you to be able to, to see that you have a communication gap, right? What, was, what did Pastor Rick say? It's like, you're, 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 uh, how did he put that word? What do you call it? Initiative? Not initiative. It's uh, your intuitiveness, your intuition. That's it. Thank you. The intuition side is not always going to be right. right. So what you're reading is one thing and what they're reading is another. Ask questions. Say, do you understand what I'm getting? What, what's in your heart? What would you like to see that happen in this city? Asking them for input because they got it. They got it. And so then you're also seeing it. Does it line up with the vision that's in my heart, that wow. God's given my wife and I to plant the church. Wow. Some people will be part of the beginning, some, and they won't make it through that. Wow. Some people will last the whole season, the whole, I mean, they're there for life, but you're going to, don't worry about that. Don't make commitments that you can't follow through with, like, we're going to be in this forever. Don't make these, like, broad brush, well, everybody's doing this. Have your homework done and be precise. I'd rather you be brief and precise than giving me a long message because you, you're going to lose me, right? And then you have to have the appendix 
Everybody knows what appendix is? Right. Appendix, all that detail needs to be in a deliverable that you right. give them. Yeah. And then you follow up with them if, hey, do they have any other questions? You know, what have you. Don't be afraid to follow up. Just because they don't call you back, they may be putting out 25 fires. Don't perceive that as rejection. Yeah. Right. You wear them out till they buy or die. Yeah. Right? I mean, I would. I would if I'm in your shoes because I got to stop what I'm doing, running businesses and life and all of that to return that. It doesn't mean that I'm not interested. It means that can I put my pause button on to take that call and deal with that in the right mindset? And if they're smart, they're going to take their time because you want to use any smart person is going to use patience as a weapon. They're going to wait and they're going to see. And this is the last thing, you know, pass it on. The first gift they give you is a test. They're going to give you what they believe they can lose without any strings attached. So that $5,000 gift that they gave you that you think is the harvest, and it's like, woohoo, hallelujah. It's amazing. They gave us a gift. They've got 500000 that they have the capacity to give. They're just not showing you that yet. They're not offering the 500000 because they got character and they're not alligator mouth overloading their whatever. They're sitting there, you know, because you get a lot, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a million-dollar giver. I'm going to help you. I'm like, and, you know, and they never come through. These people are always going to be the reverse of that. They're going to basically give you a little, watch it, see if it makes an impact in how you manage it, and then if you communicate effectively with them, then more will come. I really believe that. A quick, quick question, sir. What, what would you say that looks like that follow-up communication? Yeah. Um, is, that, is that one-on-one? Is that, you know, what does that look like? I would judge that kind of on a temperature thing, sure. on a feel of if I'm calling them and, you know, I don't want to ever perceive them as being, uh, wearing them out. So I would communicate with them in a, I'd probably give them a handwritten card and let that handwritten card. And then I would follow up saying, Hey, at any given, would love to circle back with you and have coffee. Or if their spouse wasn't there, which by the way, I would have my spouse at every single one of those meetings. My wife is my secret weapon. She sees things I don't see. I'm focused. Focus creates blindness. I don't see everything. My wife is, see, I don't see everything, but I can go get it done, but I can also create some train wrecks. So if I don't see what's coming from my left, my wife has that peripheral vision and she can see all these things. And the more I honored her in those conversations, the more God spoke to her about things that impacted me. And so it's praying in the fullness of oneness with your wife. Wow. Operate in the fullness of oneness. If you pray 50% of your time without just, just on your own and you're doing all this on your own and not including your spouse, you're operating in half the power. Wow. So do it together in the fullness of oneness. God's gonna, God would speak to my wife on stuff. She didn't understand business part, what we did. But God would speak to her and say, no, I just don't have peace about that. And she was right 100% of the time. Wow. 100% of the time. So... <laughs> So the more I honored her, the more she would, she would, you know, the more I honored. But then she started seeing the weightiness of that. So her faith rose up. So I would commute, have my wife with me in those, in a second meeting, if you don't in the first. I would have my wife and I would ask for that other wife to come or spouse, if it's however, gender, whatever, but spouse. But I would create moments, right? I create moments, moments where they can connect and come together. 
uh, if you can do that, let me tell you this, as a businessman, if you get my wife in there, we giving something. It's like, because if she, she could, but because if she was, because why, why not get them both in the room when they're going to have a conversation later that you didn't get to speak to half of the decision-making process? And then if you're giving it to me, this is important. As a man, I'm going to relay 5% of what was said. So the 95% of the sizzle and all the good stuff and the anointing and everything else and all that was in your business plan, all that just went out. So get them, say, hey, we'd love to take you and your wife out to dinner. It may be Hardee's, but you take them out to dinner, right? But you do that and make that investment. And I would never, ever, ever let a business person pay for that coffee or that meal. Say it's done because they're going to go out thinking and that you talk about setting the spirit of excellence. They're about, ooh, pastor done paid for something. That's a novel, novel idea. That's how their experience has been. Right. So let's change that. That's really good. That's great. I, I, I would uh, say we have an experience that um, even backs that up because we, but it would be the reverse in the sense that I'm, I, first off, I want to say thank you because you certainly have no idea how much you've helped my wife and I through the intensive process. Uh, because when we came into it, even our launch budget seemed so intimidating to us. When we left the, the launch intensive, we actually increased it by 100000 because we were like, wait, we can do this. Because we actually felt then like we had the tangible tools to know how to actually raise that fund. And it was because of that. Because of that one-on-one that you presented with the, uh, you weren't calling it the arc tank when I went through it, but, uh, but I loved that. And it was because of that opportunity that was incredibly intimidating to us in that moment because our, our Arc Tank experience was when we left, the guy said, I'm not giving you any money. Our business leader said, it was basically just kind of a mock, you know, conversation, right? And he was like, nope. He's like, you guys basically, he was saying you failed. And we were like, and we, we walked out, we're talking to like the other, other guys who were in the intensive and we're like, so how did yours go? And the one guy's like, we got the money. The other guy's like, we didn't get the money. I was like, man, we suck. Like, <laughs> We are not going to do good at this. But, but no, it was, it was so encouraging, though, because there was real practical feedback. Um, but we had a guy who gave to us, and he gave $5,000. Um, after the fact, he called me, and I'm incredibly thankful he did. He asked how it was going. And, uh, and I just had a pretty superficial relationship with him. And so I gave him kind of the, the three-minute story of how, at that point, how the last three months had gone. And he said, okay, great. He said, I just wanted to hear how everything was going. About four days later, I got a check for $10,000. One month later, I got another check for $5,000. One month later, I got another check for $5,000. I'm hoping they just keep coming because that's been last month. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hopefully they keep coming. Yeah. Well, so, so he's seeing it. Yeah. He's seeing it. They long to be a part of something that God is doing. And so you bring passion and fresh air into their life. And they want to see you succeed. But don't try to reduce your vision to what you perceive their capacity to pay is. You put the whole vision out there. Put the, I don't care if your vision is $25 million. You put it out there and, and stage it in a fashion that's saying, hey, these are our first steps. Almost putting together a timeline of something practical is a tool where you're showing financial need over a life cycle. Let's say it's a three-year life cycle. Some of you haven't thought past 12 months, and that's okay, but let's see it's a three-year life cycle of the future. Put down what you're believing that this 
flow of dollars and impact and all of these things are, get somebody else who's in business to proof it for you, to make sure it makes sense and make sure you can defend it and justify it. But showing that whole vision, Pastor Chris has $400 million worth of vision. We don't talk about from the stage, but he talks about it to the legacy team. Why? It's because those people set the pace of the vision so they can accelerate or, or, or they could speed it up. So don't discount, like for example, Greg Surratt, he had a man, and he's okay with saying this, he had, he had a man come that was in his church that he says, I'm supposed to, uh, I'll, God showed him, go ask the man for $5 million. So he met with the man. You heard the story? Yeah. It's, so he met with the man. And the man goes, and, but he says, I got weak. I gave, I asked for a million. And the man goes, absolutely, pastor. Get your check. Couple time goes by, guy calls him, says, my wife and I would like to talk to you. We got some exciting news. He's like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, uh, you know, the new hospital's building a wing on the hospital and it's $25 million. And we just thought it'd be a great kingdom investment. We're going to underwrite the whole thing. Get the whole vision out to people. You never know who God is going to speak to to fund the vision. So if you reduce it to what you perceive, which is taking God and everything out of the equation, right? I mean, when God gives a person a dream, it's impossible, unreasonable, and too expensive because it takes God to be able to do it. So don't forget that. So get the vision out there right? And have a vehicle of communication back. Do you, any of you ever had a mutual fund or any kind of investment like a stock or you get a restatement? How about your bank statement? What about if you never had a bank statement and you couldn't go online? You didn't know what was going on with that bank account. So you get given 10% of your income into an account. You never get to see what the difference is being made. Would you keep giving it? Right? And an annual report's not good enough. Not to people who want to help you accelerate the vision. They want to see the tangible difference. They want to see what the difference is all throughout the year. So, man, give them that information. And, you know, and then what will happen is, is that the people who are excited like that, see, you as a pastor is giving him something by pastoring him that he can't get on his own. Right, and that's real important. And there's so many lonely business people that are out there that on the surface are in churches giving Raising their hands in church, showing up every Sunday, and they're still unfulfilled because they don't know where their place is inside the context of the church. You have to call that out of them to say, here, here's a pathway. When you discover your purpose and you've got a gift of generosity, here's the legacy team or kingdom builders, or here's a way that you can accelerate the vision of your church and fulfill what God's created you to do. That creates sustainability in the funding, right? You ready? You good? All right. So, so like I said, just just fresh, 11 weeks ago, we launched Purpose Church uh, in Murray, Kentucky. I know there's another Purpose Church right back there. What's up, Blue? Uh, so, so uh, yes, uh, just, to, just to reiterate, first of all, you guys are incredible and uh, thankful for what kind of incredible churches you lead and, and your families. And Pastor Lee, you're incredible, man. We write down everything he says, okay? <laughs> And circle it and and star it and and I'll just be honest, you know, uh, the thing for us is is we're we're in a small town. It's not very big. Uh, so any any small town planners potentially out there? 
All right, cool. So, so yeah, you don't necessarily have to be in in big city area um, to be planting, and uh, and so we're in Murray, Kentucky. So, like end of the earth, turn right. There we are, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'm a chicken farmer as well. So yeah, we raise for Pilgrim's Pride, uh, which provides for Chick Fil A. Come on, somebody. All right. So, um, so we have a chance to do that, but that's just my context. Uh, and so for us, I just love to um, to give you that, just so you know. Uh, the things that that we really found that were really helpful, just a few things, and this was something that Pastor J.D. Ost shared with us through the um, through the actual ARC intensive process was uh, uh, talks, touches, big ask. All right, let me say that: big ask and celebrate. Those are those are some things that that we saw that would that were really helpful. People, you can have a great website, and I encourage you to have a great website, but people aren't going to give to a website. They're going to give to you. They're going to give whenever you sit across the table from somebody and you say, hey, here's the vision of what we see happening here. Here's, here's what God, we feel like God has called us to do in this city. This is what we, in a town, you know, this is what God has called us to. Um, and, and just having those conversations, uh, again, for us, what didn't work was, was letters, just generic letters to anybody. I don't think papers ever changed anybody, but looking at you in the face, and being able to say, hey, you know what? I see that passion. When they can sit across from you and you can get excited telling them about the vision of your church uh, and what God is doing and what he's creating and what he's building inside of you, uh, literally, it's hard to say no to that. And it's hard for them to walk away and just say, hey, you know what? Nope, we can't, no. So talks are very important. Then the touches is kind of the car, the vehicle for how to get that into their hands. Uh, putting, I know my man Jordan right here has got incredible, uh, some incredible literature that I'm, I'm, if you want, I'm not like giving your stuff away for you, but okay, cool. So, so, and, and then we'll send you whatever uh, of ours. We were putting things into their hands that, that were, hey, this is what we're going to be a good steward of what you give. Uh, I think that's really important for everybody that's in here, and that's something along the way that that we've learned is, man, just like going back to, to Matthew 25, if you will take care of what God puts in your hand, whether it's $5, whether it's $5 million, He can trust you with more. And if you're willing to just put that in, uh, that trust, and, and, and again, doing the very best with what you have goes back to, back to excellence. That's what that is, doing the very best. We didn't have a million-dollar launch. You know, we had a $110,000 launch, and that was with the, the ARC uh, funding that came along with that. Uh, and, and so it can be done wherever you are. I want you to know that. Uh, this model that we've seen uh, you know, all the way from from Pastor Rich to this guy should talk because he had his trailer stolen and had to raise money again. Okay, so ask him a question in just a second about that because that's that's really important. Because I mean, uh, again, he's raising money twice. You know, he's literally having to go and replace every trailer, uh, which is unbelievable, bro. You're awesome. So, um, but I'm just telling you, talks, touches, putting those things in their hands, uh, not stuff that's just like. Uh, it needs to be sharp, like Pastor Rich had said. Hey, it needs to be sharp. Your logo, uh, your vision, kind of some numbers that are on there, um, and then go for the ask. You know, that was one thing in our arc tank that we didn't do. Like he said, yeah, 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 I did great, but you got to the very end. You didn't even ask me for anything, and so that was great coaching that we got. Okay, so so from meeting with people, you do need to ask, and that's uncomfortable for me. Is that uncomfortable for anybody yeah. else? Okay, so we're all in the same boat. Like, I like guess uncomfortable for me because I never had to do that. 
Uh, and so it was very uncomfortable, but but that was a challenge for us from the arc tank was, was go for the ask. And then my thing is celebrate. Whether somebody gives five bucks, whether they give 5,000, 5 million, you, you honor them by, by writing those cards. You honor them by saying yeah. thank you for your time. And this was, this was incredible. This was something that I really appreciate because I want to hear what your vision is for this city. Yeah. And we want to be something that we, we, we're changing it together for this city that we're planting in. And so those are a couple things for me. Inside the touches, by the way, we would put like a, again, a handwritten card. Um, we would do like almost like exactly what Pastor Jordan's got right here. Uh, a couple things that had just kind of what we were expecting our finances to look like. And we shot high. I'll be honest, our, our launch budget was $300,000. We didn't get there. But, but we were going to throw that vision out there that, hey, we got a big vision to reach Murray, Kentucky. And so um, I, I encourage you guys to do that. Make it sharp. That's the vehicle. Again, that's the mm. touches. Um, and don't, uh, I will, I, trust me, you, you, don't, uh, you don't know the impact a handwritten card in the mail thanking them for their time uh, and how I can, you know, how we can serve you and, and saying we. We is real important. Partnership, yeah. that idea that you guys are going to do it together, yeah. that you're going to reach your city together, it's, it's a big deal. How many times do you get a, a handwritten card in the mail? Not very yeah. often, right? Yeah. But it's coming from a guy that, that you paid for the meal, you paid for the coffee, and you're saying thank you for their time. Yeah. Something's different about that. It's good. You know, so, so for me, those are some things that I would, uh, just from our, you know, our, our deal, like don't start a GoFundMe page, you know? Let me just throw no, that out no, there. No, 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 no. Somebody's not giving towards Facebook, uh, they're not giving towards GoFundMe. Again, on our, our side, we didn't see a lot of letters that we'd sent out. It was family. It was us. It was saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, we're going to have to cash our, our savings account out. We're going to have to ask my parents, okay, hey, listen, do you mind giving towards this vision that God has put inside of us? It's I think you tell those that, things. So. I think you tell that story. I think what he just said, he just said, I emptied out my bank accounts, borrowed money from my family, or I got my family on board. I think you tell that story. I think because that's a real integral part of you going all in. And when they see you go all in like that, I think it's really important because what you're saying in this whole, all of this is, is an exchange of trust. Mm. When they give money to you and they help you and they want to see, it's an exchange of trust that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And if something happens and some, the purpose of that gift changes, you need to let them know. I've never heard of a negative response when it changed. They're like, oh, thank you for letting me know, but have a place that you are going to. So if you're raising it for stereo equipment because your, your, your stuff got stolen, say what it is, and say. but if all of a sudden somebody else donated stereo equipment and that money got freed up, go back to them and say, man, it's amazing. We had someone donate st stereo equipment, but this rest of money we'd like to allocate to these areas but we wanted to make sure you're good with that. Sure. They're going to tell you yes, and your equity is going to go up a hundredfold because you were, you were honorable. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So it's an exchange of trust. And just make sure that, that as, you're, as you're putting the things together, as you're communicating the vision, as you're communicating all of this stuff, and you put all this creative stuff, and make sure that it's simple to get. Yeah. Don't make it so cool and trendy and that does not move a giver matter of fact i've never i don't give off of videos i think videos are great and i think you need all of that creative genius but you're starting out so you can't 
take the philosophy of an 18-year-old church that says we don't really ask people for money. You got to make an ask at first. But watch this. Watch this. The first go, you got to make an ask. The second go, your excellence should create the ask. Wow. That's great. So that first go, you're making an ask. They want you to ask them. They want it to be clear. Man, would you, hey, would you pray about giving $5,000 or $10,000 or whatever it is? But you make that ask for support. But then how you report back should justify whether or not you're going to have to become a salesman and keep selling or you're going to be a leader and it's going to attract because they see the results and they're going to want to keep. They then see what was risky is now a proven investment. So I want to keep giving. That's important. Um, I'll give you I'll give you a really quick rundown. Something that we did, because I want to leave plenty of time for Q&A. So I'm going to give you this in two minutes. Um, we did, uh, we kind of, uh, so our, our launch budget, we broke up into three buckets per se in regards to where we were going to try to, try to, uh, try to receive the money from. The first one was just kind of our personal network, right? So friends, family, all of that. The second one was business people. Third one was churches. And for us, it was just important that we were kind of able to see like, where's the money coming from? It just felt like we were breaking into segments and the strategy just helped us, even mentally it kind of helped us uh, just kind of reach that goal and attain that goal. And so it was great for my wife and I to be able to see. And the first one that we hit was churches. We we hit that bucket the first. And so then everything that we were getting above and beyond, we were putting into other buckets, right? But even when it came to personal, here's something that we did. We, so we were youth pastors for a long time. So we had a lot of young people, college age, and kind of young adults who were, who were connected to us and, and we were in relationship with. And so you're doing a lot of coffees, a lot of sit-downs. So something that we did was we said, okay, we know that young people, college age, they can't afford, you know, they, they can't afford to give us $100 to, to sew into this thing. They can probably afford 15 bucks a month. So we did this thing and, and it worked for us. And I'm not saying it worked for everybody, but it worked for us. We said 15, 30, 60. We were asking people to commit to $15, $30, or $60 a month for 12 months. And we were only doing this with young people, uh, kind of younger adults, 28, you know, 20 year olds, something like that. And it worked. And kind of in the end, we got about 4000 just over $4,000. Our goal was $4,500. We almost hit it, about $4,000 monthly coming in. So if you kind of do the math, we had about 150 people still right now who are giving on a on a semi-regular basis, right? Giving towards that. So it helps us, it helps us quite a bit as we as we were, were launching. And some of that falls off, but really you it's still just a way for people to engage and, and it and it helped us. We 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 did hit budget, which was fantastic. But one of the big things that helped us when it came to business owners, and like Pastor Lee had already mentioned, is follow-up. Like just you gotta follow up. I can't tell you how many churches we've invested into since we've launched that we're like, we get something in the mail from them. Because I'll tell you right now, like, I think you should send something to every ARC church. <laughs> like, like I found even as you're, as you're launching, guys who have planted, yep. even if they're six months old, will give you a lot more than guys who inherited. It's just, it just kind of what it is. Like, they just know, they kind of feel the pain of it and they know. So we get something, I'm like, yeah, I want to give you a couple thousand dollars, you know, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a quarter of our budget this month. But, but, uh, but, but, <laughs> but, a quarter of our budget is not that much money. So, so our bookkeeper, Justin Spicer in here in Power Bookkeeping, shout out to Empower Bookkeeping. He probably would tell, you, tell me not to do that. But, um, but, uh, 
but no, but but so so just that follow-up was so key. How many guys have sent something to us and we've had all the intention to send something to them, but we forget in a simple phone call or an email, you're like, oh yeah, shoot, we forgot. We got to send that to them. We want to be a part of it, right? And so that follow-up for us when it came to business people was the biggest thing. And uh, and so, yeah, that was kind of a little bit of our story. It's really good. That monthly giving that he's talking about right. is, right. is right. Setting, setting up real quick on that is you're going to have several channels. You're going to have uh, those that have high capacity to give large gifts. But really the backbone, if you want to look at it just from a generosity perspective and even a fundraising perspective, is the real core. I mean, look at, look at the election cycles. And that's a kind of a nasty subject, but the election cycles, the, the funding that came in from $15, $20 a month, all of that was gazillions of dollars that funded these things. So don't discount. Have vehicles and streams of income based upon different categories of capacity of the individual. So you should have at least three target audiences. You're, you're less of number, but big, big fish. Let's use fish. Big fish, medium-sized fish, which is the vast majority, and then these young fish or those that, you know, don't have a lot, right? right. To be able to create a vehicle where they can participate from, because from a percentage of giving perspective, they could be as all-in as anybody else, but only giving 15 bucks a month. Yep. See, at Ohio State, they give 15. At LSU, we give 30, because we got oh, gift of faith. Hey, I will say this. We're going to get into Q&A, but I will say this because I want to bring it back to Jordan just for a second so you can add to the power of ARC. Um, use ARC. Yeah. Leverage ARC. Every time you meet with somebody, yeah. let them know there is, a, there is an organization that is behind you, supporting you, matching your dollars, right? You're, that you're not floating. You're not in limbo. You have an organization that believes in you, is coaching you, training you, and equipping you, and ARC is behind you. And uh, yeah, so utilize that. Put it on all your pages, right? Put their little watermark everywhere because they're with you. And to that, or Jordan, just add to where ARC came in for you in, in, in that dire time. Yeah, so we had launched everything, or we had we had raised everything that we needed for launch, and and then some, we, we were able to, to go a little bit beyond budget, or what we are, what our launch budget was. And then seven weeks into launch, we purchased all of our equipment, you know, pretty much drained our savings. Seven weeks into, into launch then, our, we have two trailers. One's our kids' trailer. The other one's our production trailer is what we call it. Our production trailer, which, which houses all of our AVL equipment, was stolen uh, 4.23 a.m. on a Thursday morning, two days before my birthday. How about that? And uh, yeah, and so uh, the worst phone call that that I uh, had received up, you know, in this whole experience was when our when our worship director was like, "Hey, where's the trailer?" I'm like, "Same place we always park it." You know, open your eyes, and he's like, "He's like, no, it's not there." And I'm like, "It's there. I know it's there." So I drive over, and it's not there. Oh. And so, so anyway, uh, there was 124,672 dollars that was stolen um, out of that. It was all of our AVL. I mean, we had we had uh, some good stuff in there. And so anyway, we had to kind of we had to we had to raise some money. We had to raise some money fast, and uh, the biggest. Yeah, I'll get emotional talking about it. But um, the the it was a huge support for us because uh, we immediately reached out. I just told Josh and Amy, said, hey, our trailer was just stolen. Will you just pray for us? You know, and uh, in all honesty, that's really what I was asking for. There was no secret behind that. It wasn't this hidden motive like, can you guys give some money to us? You know, um, and, and uh, probably maybe like two days later, I got a call from Mark Cleary. And then about two days after that from, from Pastor Dino and, 
And about a week after that, uh, got a really, really nice check in the mail, like really sizable check. Uh, that was the biggest check that we've got uh, all the way through all of our, all of our fundraising. Uh, and then three ARC churches who I've never met their pastor. Uh, I, don't, I don't know them. I still to this day, I've never met, I've never talked to them. Uh, two of them gave 5,000, one of them gave 10,000. I mean, it's the, and it was the best because here's the thing is we were in that season. We had hundreds of text messages coming through, hey, here what happened, praying for you. After a while, you're like, I, you're, I, can you give something to? You know what I mean? Like, your prayer is awesome. I really do appreciate your prayers. But at a certain point, you're kind of just wasting my time now. <laughs> like, like, I need people who are going to get in the trenches with me. And Pastor Dino actually said that. He said, how you doing? I was like, we're fine. He goes, no, how you really doing? Okay, we're not doing good. We don't have the money. We're not really sure what we're going to do here. He's like, what do you need? And I was like, we need prayer. And, you know, what, like, how much money do you need? That's what he said. How much money do you need? If you know Pastor Dean, like his text, you have to kind of like convert them into English. And so, so, so I'm like, how much moolah money? What? Yeah, yeah. Voice text. Okay. Makes more sense now. Voice text. So, so, so it was, but it was beautiful. And it was just that support in that moment. Like, no, Jordan, we want to give you money. Like we want to, we want to get in the trenches with you. Let's do this. We couldn't, I say this, I'm like, like we couldn't do it. We, we could not do it without those relationships. Like you think, like for us, that's why this is our tribe. Because for us, it's like, like the systems are brilliant. The coaching, it really is great. Like, like Pastor Kenneth Wagner was our, our coach and he was, he was so helpful. And Pastor Lean, all the training, the intensive was so helpful. But I'm gonna tell you right now, you'll forget most of it. Yep. But it's the relationship. It's the ability at any time. I just met Dustin and Rich today. Yep. But like, there's just this kindred spirit all of the time where it's, it's exactly what Pastor Mekon was talking about. Ark really embodies the value of like, man, we're in this thing together. Like, yep. put the shield down, put the sword down. Let's just, let's just journey together back to back and fight some, fight some devils together. And I think that for us in that season was, so we, we were able to get in $88,000 in three weeks time to kind of help. Because insurance, by the way, is kind of a crucial, uh, crucial part to the story. It was insurance, we did, didn't, didn't cover it. So make sure you get some good insurance. I can teach you about that later, later time. So good. So let's go ahead and open it up for some Q&A. Uh, we have eight minutes left. Yeah, great question. Uh, you know, again, size is, is context for us. You know, being a part of the chamber is a big deal for us. You know, we joined any kind of, you know, local civic organization as far as that goes. And I think for small town, for us, the thing that sets you apart if you're if you're launching in a small town, uh, it, when you're launching in a, in a larger area, a Cincinnati or a, a Miami uh, versus launching in Murray, the thing that sets you apart as a church is, as far as that goes is, is what you do when you serve the community. You know, that's going to be the thing that drives growth in your church. Uh, just telling you that that service type community. So for us, as many as many of those things as we could without burning ourselves out, we're jumping in in the middle of it. Anything our city was doing, the Murray Ice Cream Festival, right? We're in the middle of that. You know, we, we yeah, it's, it's all we got to do. Come on, you know. Come on, man. Listen, it's all we got to do. So, yeah, come on. We'll, we'll, 
Yeah, no, Lord Jesus, there's not many people, but it's cool. Hey, God is still doing incredible things. And so wherever you are, I'd say, yeah, jump into, jump into whatever, you know, the Murray Chamber of Commerce, Young Professionals of Murray. I'm a part of those things just because I want to I wanna be around those people that are making it. Because I want our church, I want them to come to our church eventually and say, hey, what do y'all think about this? You know, that's what we want for you. That's what we want for you in your city, that your church has that sort of, that sort of stature uh, to be able to, the community leaders to come to you and say, hey, what do you guys think? What do you think as the pastor? So. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, right here. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a great, that's a great question. Um, in the short pitch, I would get to um, your story as fast as you can kind of your journey, uh, and so I would take in the context of how all in you are, um, but you got to give a little bit of history of kind of your journey, and then what is the one thing, everybody has a primary thing for some of the greats, Billy Graham, evangelism. I mean, what are those primary roles or that primary thing? Don't give them your five or six. Pick the one. If it's, I'm talking about the short. Pick that one thing. What's your wheelhouse? And then how are you going to take that and impact that community and connect the dots there? And then then, then that takes resources to do that and say what they are. Saying this project's going to cost us about $25,000. Uh, you know, we have $10,000 now and we believe in God's going to bring the rest to 15000 Would love to have you be a part of that. If it's a short, man, you get to the point. And business people don't have a problem with that. First, though, connect with them a little bit on your history and say, I, I want to respect your time. I could get into a whole lot more detail and would love to do that if you have time. But if you need to go, I want to respect that and, and let them kind of gauge that. So if they stay, then you start going into more detail. But if not, you've given them the points and then you're going to follow up. But respect their time. But you will be surprised how many coming in, you're thinking 15 minutes that God can touch and open up to an hour, two hours, what have you, right? I had one of those today where I gave them 20 minutes and I was like, I can't, I can't give any more time that, well, I was an hour and 20 minutes because it was like, no, it was a God moment. So always be sensitive to the God moment of whether you go short or long or what have you. Does that make sense? But just focus on that one thing that you're going to solve and, and, and that's in your heartbeat. Because it's, it's the only thing really you can sustain is the thing that you're really, you know, good at. Does that answer your question? Go ahead, Benny. Uh, what about pitching to secular leaders that might not be Christian? Uh, there's a really big fish in, that I'm trying to, you know, pitch to, but he doesn't love Jesus. He doesn't, he's not plugged into a church. Yeah, I think, I think you have people like that. We had, we had uh, uh, two people that gave six-figure gifts to Highlands recently that are atheists. Wow. Talk about excellence. So uh, I talked to their financial advisor and he was like, here, look, look, we want to make a gift. Uh, we're thinking about making a gift to Highlands and we don't believe in all that Jesus stuff, uh, you know, religion, all of that stuff. But we cannot deny the impact you're making to the hurting in our community. Now, they're not going to be so. It's like, wow, even unbeliever takes notice when it's excellent. So I think you give them projects and then let the projects introduce them later to Jesus. 
right? Let Be the hands and feet, show the results. So speak to them in results language. Don't say the Shekinah glory is going to come in the building and, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Just say, hey, we're, we've reached 150 people. We've done this. We've done this. This is the impact. Would you be interested in underwriting that? Talk to them. I mean, just go head up with them. Don't mess around with it. And you can say, well, Pastor, you kind of closing me on it. Yeah, we got stuff we got to do. You said you got a heart for the community. Let's fix the community. Let's feed people. Let's help the poor. So do those tangible things and let that then be a segue and allow the Holy Spirit to work in his life based upon what you're doing and the impact you're making, right? And to your point about praying, though, people like praying when you need a need, Jesus met people's need and then prayed for them after. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, so I'd go head up with that guy. He's just a projects funder. I'd fundraise on him all day long. To get that, get those things done, and let that be a seedbed that can man, that can just kind of grow over time, and the Holy Spirit's going to deal with him, right? Like if you already have that relationship with that business person, and then like you figure out what their favorite cookies are, and they show up at the doorstep or something like that, ask me for. Yeah. So, are you are you you're, you're let me see if I can t- understand that. So what you're saying is, is as a pastor, you're trying too hard to win somebody over? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't believe we should prostitute ourselves. I mean, I, I don't, I think you got to be who God's called you to be. I don't think that you need to adapt and, and get all crazy. I do think you need to honor and you need to be generous. The Bible says that the world of the generous will go larger and larger. I think all of those components are real important. Um, but I think the number one thing, if I was meeting with you, I wouldn't want a gift from you. I'd want you to know Laura, Winston, Harrison, Grayson, Ashton, Isabella, you, what's going on in my world, and would you mind praying for me? Would you cover my kids? I got a child, which I don't. Thank God I've got kids that love Jesus and that are doing great, but I got two kids that are dealing with drug addiction and all. Get to know those things. Pastor them in that. Don't bring them gifts. Is it good? Thank you. I just want to take a minute and just thank you guys all so much, Pastor Lee. Um, if you can't already tell, you know, we rely on him at ARC so much because he brings the fundraising, um, really vision and wisdom and the whole meat of our training. So if you are interested in planning a church and you want to do it through ARC, you're going to get um, so much more than what we covered today. Um, and he has an amazing book called Pearls of the King. Um, and I also want to encourage you to check out his booth. Um, he talked about it a little last night, M360 but it is out there in the lobby. Um, And then just to give a shout out to these pastors. And um, I personally just want to honor you guys. Yeah. They are in the trenches. Um, I was at Jordan and Courtney's launch, Ethos in Columbus, just in September. Um, Just feel really personally connected to the Romero's launch, which is another story for another day, and also very connected to the McLean's launch. Um, And so just honor you guys. Um, They are three couples that truly risked it all and gave everything to answer the call of God. So um, we love y'all. Thank y'all so much for today. If you have any questions, please come up and I would love to meet you and talk with you through it.